was like, well, do you want to go? I'm like, when did I leave? And she's like, Monday. My interview was on Thursday. And I was like, uh, and she's like, you can think about it. And I was like, no, like, let's do it. Like, she's like, you're in school right now. I double think about it. And I'm like, no, like, I think I need to go. Like, it's time to go. This is the Seasonals Podcast, a show where we talk to people living the seasonal lifestyle. We take an in-depth look at the decision points they've encountered along the way. Gabby Grassi. Hello. And she's, you're from South Carolina, you said? Yes, I am. Okay. And you were in Ketchikan last summer. You worked at Cary Loja. Mm-hmm. And this was not the first place that you worked seasonally. Uh, no. Right? Yeah. Same company, but not the same place. Um, first started out in South Carolina again, like in Myrtle Beach um, out there with Del Sol, which is like a sister company with Cary Loja, actually. So it's like the color changing products. Right. And so they sell the color changing products. They're kind of like a store that is in a touristy place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anywhere cruise ships, tourists, especially here in Ketchikan where it's like best of both worlds at that, that right. summer. And what else do they do? Um, so then Caraloha is all bamboo. So it's like everything that's very like eco-friendly, soft, um, environmentally awesome, uh, go green. And then so we sell like bed sheets and mattresses and all like undergarments and all that fun jazz. I bought some of the bamboo sheets, mm-hmm. the like resort bamboo sheets, uh, three weeks ago, I think. Yeah. They're incredible. They're the best things ever. I, yeah. All I can think about all day is coming those home and sheets. going to bed. And yeah. Right. Sheets. yeah. I can't get anything done anymore. All I want to do is just jump back into bed and get in those sheets. Yeah. They're amazing. And the greatest purchase I've ever made. Oh, yeah. And lifetime <laughs> guarantee, baby. You know? Ugh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> so you went to Myrtle Beach first. Mm-hmm. And where did you go after then that? Then after that, they were they asked, would you like to extend in St. Thomas? Well, they originally offered me Juno. Then, like, and I said yes to that. And the next day, they're actually, do you want to go to St. Thomas instead? And I was like, well wherever you guys want to send me, both places are awesome. So, and then they sent me down to St. Thomas and a couple months later in August. And then I lived there like in Havenside area. Um, and it was incredible. Never even like heard of St. Thomas before until they offered it. And I looked it up and I was like, wow, like the U S Virgin islands, like that's insane. Like I would love to, um, it's definitely a very humbling place. Like, you know, yeah, you've been like, it's amazing. Um, so yeah. So then you came here after that? Mm, so then St. Thomas was, I was supposed to be done, and then they offered me Maui. And then I said, yes, of course, because who says, in their right mind says no to Maui. Right. And so then I was out there. So it's getting better and better at this point. Yeah, and then it was Maui, and then my friend. So I was supposed to be done after that. And then the friend that I made out there in Maui, Sarah, was actually coming up here to work for Caraloha Manage. Um, she was like, do you want to come with me? And I was like, I mean, yeah, just catch a can. Like, I would love to go experience Alaska. Um, and then, yeah, I thought I was done after that. And then they sent me to San Francisco for a couple months. And that was just complete opposite, like, from Maui to Alaska to San Francisco, which is just a whole other ball- ballpark. 
and all but all places have been amazing i can't even like describe i can't like people always ask where's your favorite place i've lived and i just i can't even narrow it down because everywhere is just different from the next yeah they're all very different places it sounds like you went from one awesome place Mm. to an even more awesome place to then the maui then that jump from maui to ketchikan it sounds like you were excited about it but were you before you were you actually excited about going little, from Hawaii to Alaska? Yeah, everyone was like, Why are you leaving? Like, when I came out here at the store, I had real tourists that would come in, I'd ask them, like, they'd be like, So, where are you from? I was like, well, I actually just got here from like Maui a couple of weeks ago. And they're like, Why did you leave Maui to come to Alaska? And I was like, At first, I was like, I mean, like, have you, like, oh, I still am, like, the mountains are like breathtaking up here and like when you walk outside it is just like a crisp clean air and like you definitely like you get that in Maui but it's like a different like cool sense like when you walk outside when you're walking to work um but yeah I at first I was a little nervous about moving to Alaska just because I'm definitely more of a warm body but being in Alaska and being back this summer like for the week has been very like heartwarming and the people here like People, like there's like a different culture in Maui and in Alaska and they're both just like they're both part of America but you like they're all their own little world you know like just completely away from it all yeah we somebody said today they oh somebody was from Texas and the guy was with like oh yeah uh Texas you guys are the largest state in the lower 48 <laughs> she goes uh, and this is the largest in the upper 48. Yeah. Yeah. Texans get a little upset when we say that, but yeah. I think also it's just become that in joke now that Texans and Alaskans have with each other, mm. but it is like, like Hawaii. It's another part of America that's so different. Mm. And, and people I feel like don't really like, they are like, Oh, what's in Alaska? Like, what are you going to do about in Alaska? It's like, okay, well, you've never been before, obviously. Right. You can tell. Yeah. <laughs> when I first came up here, uh, when I told like my friends and coworkers that I was going to move up they're like what there's like igloos and it's cold all the time. And there's like Eskimos up there and like what else? And I mean, I'll be honest. I didn't know what was up here. I knew that I had friends up here and that they loved it. And so I was like, I don't know. I'm going to go find out. Mm. I know it's not all igloos and ice. So earlier when I was at the helicopter place, they, this lady was on the phone talking to, I'm guessing someone that was calling, trying to get like a tour or something. And she was the, the person on the phone was like asking about like dog sledding and if we did dog sledding and how that worked and all this stuff. And I just like couldn't like help but giggle to myself. It's like, no, like that's not like, I mean, it is kind of like Balto, but that's more like up in Northern Alaska, you know? Where they actually get snow. Yeah. Not here. Ketchikan like barely gets like a foot in the winter. Yeah. Eh. If, if anything, Mm -hmm. this year they got snow. Last year they got a little snow, but for two, two or three years before that, they didn't get much snow at all. So yeah, somebody today came off the boat, and they're like, oh, yeah, my son's doing a dog mushing thing today. I was like, no, he's not. I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> he's not here. You are obviously mistaken. Yeah. So I do want to ask you, uh, you left college to do the seasonal mm. work, and tell me about, like, right before that opportunity presented itself, where you were, what were you doing in college, yeah. and then getting to that point, making that decision, and then right after it up until, like, you realized it was a really good idea yeah, and the so, right choice. 
Um, so it was 2014. I just got done with my community college um, in Utah. Slick is what it's called. And I just got my, I was in school for my real, est- my, uh, real estate license. Got my real estate license. Was planning on being a realtor. Uh, I was going to do summer school at the University of Utah. So the U. I uh, did orientation, had my first week of classes, and then I also had an interview with Carrie Aloha and Del Sol, their company based out of Salt Lake. So they're right there. So I had my interview. I was applying for a fall internship with the program, and so I wasn't planning on leaving till August. So I was going to finish out that semester and then do online school. And then they during my interview, I just mentioned how like I'm actually originally from South Carolina. Like I love it. I actually was sunburnt on my nose because I was just there like the week before my interview. And it was like kind of our last hurrah before summer school. And we got talking to it and they're like, well, we need someone in Myrtle Beach right now. I was like, oh, I love Myrtle Beach. And Alyssa, my manager at the time, was like, well, do you want to go? I'm like, when do I leave? And she's like, Monday. My interview was on Thursday. And I was like, uh, and she's like, you can think about it. And I was like, no, like, let's do it. Like, she's like, you're in school right now. I double think about it. And I'm like, no, like, I think I need to go. Like, it's time to go. Um, and how did you know it was time to go? I just needed a, I needed a change from Utah, um, for a little bit. Cause ever since I was little, I've always moved around. Um, I was actually born in Georgia, then moved to Texas, then moved to South Carolina and then Utah. And I was there for about four years before or four or five years before I decided to go out on my own and just kind of explore for a little bit and not have college and ever honestly and everyone I've met along the way tells me like that they wish they'd done it they are doing it or they regret not doing it um not doing what traveling or yeah like not traveling when they had the time or like when they could because now everyone's you know they you get caught up in life and you just can't sometimes you just feel like you can't get out of it but I feel like if you really want to though you can't especially with today like now like when you have all these apps that help with you with everything um so yeah so then I had the interview and then told my dad that I was I'm actually dropping out of college and and he was not happy with it and he was like well, if I only go to realtor like be a realtor and I was like I, I do when I get back because my originally my plan was I was to be back in January. Like, without a doubt, I was going to be back. I'm going to do all that and, like, actually have a career going for me. And then it just kept going and going. And I just didn't want to stop, I guess. Because, like, the people, the experiences within the, like, past two years have just been... I would have never learned that in school. And, like, the people skills and just exploring and, like, knowing, like, different cultures throughout, like, the world. Yeah. And you're getting paid or whatever to do it instead mm. of paying thousands and thousands of dollars for yeah college. i'm not spending like 40 grand a year on school where like i'm nothing like i don't even know what i want to do now 22 and i just have no idea so it's just kind of like and like a lot of people are like uh like how you always ask me like how old i am I'm like till 22 and they're like oh like you're like oh you're not in school or are you in school i'm like no i'm actually doing this and then they're like oh like what's your plan afterwards no plan growing with the flow because you don't know like what like you never know even if you do have a plan you are in school you still don't even know like you get everyone gets curves balls so you just never know yeah for me it's I don't I don't know what I'm gonna do this winter and it's getting it used to be I would plan a year ahead or six months ahead and it got to the point every time it came time to do something I the plan wasn't really necessary. Like 
I think in seasonal work, people get really good at reacting to what happens to them day to day or week to week or month to month. And so you don't need a plan as much because you can make great things happen in your life without, you know, planning it and putting all these pieces together. You know how to make great things happen just on, not on the fly exactly, but with very little preparation. And Mm -hmm. so now people are like, oh, what are you going to do this winter? I'm like, I have no clue. I'll decide in September. Yeah, I'll figure it out. Yeah, I'll figure it out. It's going to be awesome. And I know I'm either going to have people with me or be by myself or whatever, but I know... It's going to be great. Oh, yeah. That's what you make it, I guess. Sounds cheesy to say, but right. it is what you make it. Yeah, but it is. And, you know, a lot of people, like you said, even if you do go to college or have that plan, it the results really don't look that different. Mm-hmm. And there you do have more flexibility. And you're, I think you just have skills that make you more of a team player when you have that flexibility and adaptability and you don't have these plans that, Oh, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. Mm -hmm. And so I think those are definitely positives that come from the lifestyle that you live. But I do want to ask, so was there a point in those two years where your dad was like, Hey, you made the right decision. He's definitely taken advantage of my locations. His life dream was, I never actually originally planned to come to Alaska, but Last summer when I was here, his life dream was to go deep sea fishing in Alaska, like to go catch halibut and all the salmon in the world up here. And so last summer he was like, he's like, I'm glad you made like this decision to come up here. And like I am like, and he tells me all the time and my mom, they both tell me like how proud they are of me. And like they like, and I know they love like uh, whenever I go somewhere, my mom's like, oh yeah, my daughter just got back from San Francisco or she was over like, oh yeah, my daughter lived in St. Thomas. Like they love like talking about it, like to their friends Um, because I feel like they can like kind of live through me because wherever I've been they have been able to come out and stay with me and like I can show them like the like oh don't eat at that coffee shop or like you go to you go to this beach you snorkel at this beach like don't go anywhere else like and they definitely definitely appreciated that yeah I I've definitely seen a little bit of that and maybe not my mom does a pretty good job of not doing it in front of me, but I think my grandparents do it sometimes. Oh, yeah, like, oh yeah, Joey, yeah. you know, he goes here and does this. And I, I guess they sent my cousin with me last summer. So that's like the ultimate thing is like, oh, yeah, not only is it awesome and safe and a great place to go, but here, let's we're going to send y- you up there mm-hmm. to deal with it for all summer. So, yeah, that's a, definitely a great feeling. Yeah. My dad has asked me like quite some time though, like, so what are, like, what are you going to do now? And I tell him every time I'm like, I don't know. And then like, I'm home right now in Utah with them for the past couple of weeks. And my dad's like, so when's your next trip? When are you leaving us again? Like, where are you going? And so now he's just like, not trying to kick me out, but he's just like, he knows I'm going to be going somewhere soon. And yeah. Yeah. He's either, you know, getting ready for it or he, he's probably like a little excited to find out yeah. where you're going to go next. Likes to follow. And it's so crazy to me because the way he was raised was, so my grandma is actually from Italy. So she moved over and she was at like a year or whatnot to Long Island, New York. And she has never left Long Island other than that. Like her honeymoon was in Long Island with my grandpa and she's never just left left I went there a couple weeks ago and I was like let's go to the movies grandma let's like go watch a movie and she was like how far is it I looked on the maps two miles away oh that's just too far we shouldn't go and I'm like but grandma you like want to go to movies and I was like I'm gonna get some Mexican food she's like what are we gonna have I was like a taco she's like 
I've never had a taco. I'm like, Grandma, you're 89 years old. Like, you've never had a taco? And she's just like, no. I'm like, burrito? No, never. I'm like, that is impeccable to me. Like, that, like <laughs> she's never had a taco before. I crave tacos, like, daily. Yeah, yeah, especially on Tuesdays. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 89 years old, never had a taco. I, yeah. And then when she tried it, I was like, how do you like it? It's all right. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> My first and last taco. Yeah. <laughs> Never again. So I won't ask you what's next because obviously you get that question all the time. Mm-hmm. But when you do come up with the question to yourself of what's next, how do you do you like list it out? Pros, cons? Do you mm-hmm. just think about it? Do you not think about it and just click? I, click I normally yes? like I am a total list planner. I get anxiety when I don't like I have to list everything, which is so, normally someone that like travels as much and is like moves locations like every like four months or has, literally literally picks up everything and goes to like a new house across the country. Um, I plan everything out. So like this summer I have. A bunch like literally it's just like when I'm in Utah I will be working 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 and then I'll have like weeks where I'll go somewhere so like next trip is uh Oregon to visit my friends from Missouri and or like from Oregon so we're going out there to see her in Portland um and then two weeks after that my friend from South Carolina we have a Colorado she's moved to Colorado so then I'll be seeing her in Colorado like in a month and a half from now. And then I have Pennsylvania planned to go visit the family. And then after that, I actually have a Europe trip planned with uh, a friend from uh, school, high school. So then that should be fun. And I've never, like, I've been to Italy, but never been to, like, Venice, Italy, actually going there in uh, September. And then it's Austria. And then it's um, Germany for Oktoberfest. I'm so pumped for that. Awesome. Yeah. And then right after that, we have, we're going to go hike the Swiss Alps. So that's like the plan. That's like what I have next. But after that, no idea. So what those plans end in October or mm-hmm. November? Yeah, October time. It would be like I think I'm back like October second. I think is when I get back. Yeah. Okay. So you, yeah, you plan about as much as I do. Yeah. And after that, I'm like I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah, I've got uh, early October kind of. I've got a, a couple things I can do in early October, and then other than a trip to Columbia in early February, I have no clue what's gonna yeah. happen. I usually like to be home for Thanksgiving if I can be. Mm-hmm. And then in March, I have a basketball tournament that I play in in Ohio. But other than that, yeah, those are the only like things that Plans, I have to yeah. do or usually have to do. Yeah. And I think it's awesome like that. I met like a lot of people up here, like locals or seasonal workers up here that they just like they work up here. They live it up for the whole summer and they're working their butts off. And then in the winter, they do have the opportunity to like go wherever they need to. Um, and like go, go like a travel, like to Europe, like you said, like for a month or whatnot. I think that's really interesting. Like my driver the other day, he says he works here all summer and then in the winter he just goes off and like plays the whole winter. I'm like, that is amazing to me. And it's crazy. And he never like went to school or anything. So it's just like, why waste so much money and time and something in a room with people that you just don't really like most of the time. And it's just <laughs> like a waste of your, like your life or like. So it's like, why well, do that? Especially like right now, like on like when we're so young, like when we're at like ages from like twenty to twenty eight or whatever. So just yeah. Yeah, and I hear people say, "Oh, do it while you're young," blah blah blah. And then, and it's, I mean, yeah, that's that's true. I we are doing it while we're young, but 
I've seen now that there is parts of this that are sustainable even later. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's financially viable to do this oh, if yeah. you make the right decisions, the right preparations, and you don't settle for less than you're worth. Yeah. And I think like people are finding that out more and more if they're open to the idea of mm-hmm. that. Um, so what are some things that let's like go back to, you know, community college, Gabby, what are things, you know, now after doing all this that you didn't then that you think are like valuable parts of your life? Yeah. Um, so originally when I was out, when I was in community college, I actually had a boyfriend for like three years. Um, and it just was probably like one of the worst relationships, but best things like ever that's happened. Cause like, um, it made me actually like, so when I was in the relationship, I was like, a like, I don't know, I wasn't my own person, I guess you could say. Like, how a lot of people, I feel like they are throughout high school relationships that carry on to college. And I think it was, like, the best thing for me to, like, get out of that. And when I was able to leave, I, like, have never, like, been more, like, confident, self-aware, or, like, uh, what's another good word? Um, Empowered. Yes. <laughs> um, and after that, yeah. And I wish I could go back to myself, like, now I'm, like, 14 and 15 and be, like, what were you doing like why like why would you let that happen why would you do that um and then like nowadays when I tell when my friends or friends of friends tell me about their relationships and just like how they can't like take a photo with somebody because of somebody else and I'm just like my heart goes out to you like I hope like that like like I don't know hope you get I hope you're happy with that and if you are that's awesome but then if you're not like I hope you can go out and go find something better and like find yourself not in somebody else i think that's probably what i would tell go back to tell myself if i could so you found and were able to cultivate your individualism Mm -hmm. and self-sufficiency and you i I think definitely make a good point where you know and especially yeah going to st thomas i learned a lot about like how we are most of us are spoiled here, like, in America. Like, because some of my place, like, my place in St. Thomas, I don't know about your place, but, like, some days we'd have water, some days we just wouldn't. And I just kind of go with it. And you don't complain because everyone else is, like, the same way around you. So, like, it also makes me, like, think, especially now, like, after the hurricanes hit, like, the past, like, winter, not winter, but fall, I just, my heart goes out to them, and it makes me just really more appreciative, I guess, of everything, too. As, like in in college and high school, I don't feel like I was as much as I am now. I think it's a lot more now. Yeah, we when I was in St. Thomas, we always had water. You know, the power would go out sometimes because Wapa sucks. But <laughs> Wapa. Yeah. yeah. Um, we had a lot of like guns. We saw gunfights every once in a while, and it was yeah. just we got mugged it was just really dangerous Mm -hmm. because we lived down in like the city area where a lot of my friends lived up in the hills and on the other side of the island and never had that problem Mm -hmm. and so I think for me it was we didn't prepare for that place at all we didn't look anything up we just went we landed at night thinking that we were going to be able to stay in the airport and then the next day hit the ground running yeah but it's a tiny airport you can't do that and so we Mm -hmm. had to stay at a hotel that first night and then after that we were looking around and it we came from Ketchikan which is easy mode Mm 
Yeah. It'll, no matter who you are, as long as you know how to work and want it to work, you'll mm-hmm. make it and make friends. And down there, it's just a little harder to get in. Yeah. You're on People island are, time. Yeah. You're yeah. on island time. So everything takes forever. Yeah. The friends that you make, if you, if you make friends, it's usually not as quick because everybody seemed kind of defensive of their groups mm-hmm. down there a little bit. And then. Yeah. It's definitely opposite of catching and Everyone here is very welcoming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's just not, um, transportation's not as easy yeah. there. Here, yeah, safaris. yeah, yeah. The safaris only go so far, and then you're on the left side of the road. You're learning, right? Right. Yeah. There's so many new things going on. Yeah, and in island time is, I yeah, it can't be overstated how much island time affects your life. Yes. It's like <laughs> even getting a job, yeah. you're you know you're waiting days, weeks for stuff to come back, and every single day is more money because it's ex- a little bit expensive down there, mm-hmm. and so you know something. That, Anywhere else would take a week or three days. Down there, it takes you know two weeks or a month. Yeah. It's just like, oh, my God, is this ever going to happen? I saw a lot of people go down there, and I don't want to rag on it too much because I know a lot of people would go down there and are successful, like you were for mm-hmm. sure. And I was after I got my shit together, but it just, yeah, it's it's pretty tough, I think. Yeah, it was, it's definitely tough, especially when you don't have, like, like, if you've never been there before and, like, don't know what you're getting yourself into. Um, but just kind of going back to how expensive and island time. I was just in the Wendy's drive through one time, and I just needed a cup of water because it was hot outside. And she was like, um, and I was like, can I have a cup of water? She was like, what do you think this is, America or something? I'm like, <laughs> okay. I'm like, I can pay for the water. She's like, all right, it'll be like a dollar. And I was like okay, that's no problem. And then I get to the window and she's actually hilarious. But then it's actually really funny because the drive-thru windows, they have the chain, not the chains, but the bars on them. So like, I've never seen that before anywhere else. Like here, you don't really see that. Then I definitely not here. (laughs) Yeah. And I was just like, Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, St. Thomas is that it was definitely an eye opener for me. And the people that I went out there with, uh, the girls, they were actually like one of my best friends and like the place we stayed was awesome. Even though some nights we'd have like bed bugs, like and the termites would come in when it rained. Oh, we had like a pet a pet rat on the out on the outside um, that would get in sometimes. We called him a uh, Tommy because Saint Thomas, so his name was Tommy. Um, and then we would like open up our box of cereals like we got yesterday from the grocery store um, from Pueblos and it would just already have like ants in it and f- food. And I felt so bad. My uh, friend, Jesse, she was eating her cereal and she looks in it and she sees all these bugs Oh no! Af- after she ate already half of it. And she's just like, well, that's disgusting. And oh, just like no. had to go brush her teeth for a couple hours. <laughs> felt so bad for her. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I, St. Thomas. I, I remember that Wendy's we, when we first got there, we went there a lot before we got jobs and, Every time I ever went to that Wendy's, I heard a Shaggy song play. Oh. And sometimes I was only there, you know, through the line to go and out. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we actually sat down and ate the meal. But every single time, there's at least yeah. one Shaggy song. I Would you ever to. go to Tap and Still next door for those wi- those wings? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Gosh. Tap and Still, yeah. They were so good. Mm-hmm. And uh, was Tap and Still the one with the really good burgers? Yeah. Yeah. Burgers. Mm-hmm. They were excellent. <laughs> And then, so you guys had a pet rat. My friend Amy, who now lives in Bend, Oregon, she, out front of her apartment, had a bunch of these big holes. 
And at night, she would like take little slivers of meat and throw them out there, mm-hmm. and the tarantulas would come out of their holes. Oh my gosh! And so she basically fed her army of tarantulas. Oh, an army! Oh, that sounds. Oh, that sounds. It was <laughs> insane. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, we had tarant- tarantula in my room one night. I definitely screamed bloody murder at like one a.m. <laughs> woke everybody up. I was like, I'm sorry. There's a spider. I didn't know I'm expecting this year. Freaking tarantula! Like when I was going to the bathroom. Yeah, that was my. I felt bad. We like, I, th- I we like killed it with the Harry Potter book, like Deathly Hollows. Oh no! We're just like sorry. It was not a not a good night. We were all just <laughs> a whole bunch of like girls just screaming at like one a.m. over a spider. You just you run into their room and tarantula in the bathroom and then yeah. faint. Yeah, it was just a, it was a shit show without a doubt. All five of us like we're going back. We're going back to Utah. We're out of here. We're leaving. Yeah. <laughs> we're out burn the place to the ground that's pretty much how it went with five dramatic girls all of us just freaking out my problem was with the chickens the roosters the chickens they were the iguanas. gross looking the iguanas were awesome those they're literally like five feet long they're just so big yeah and everywhere and a lot of roadkill iguanas yeah mm-hmm. i just those everywhere we lived a rooster lived right outside our bedroom window. Oh. And it sounded like it was dying. Like a normal rooster, <laughs> you know, is fine. But this... <laughs> like that lung at 4 a.m. every single day. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> but... So, you... You're not tra- traveling now. You're in Utah. And then you'll start traveling again. Do you think you're going to stick with seasonal work or do you think you'll like find a job somewhere? And maybe one day, that? maybe one day I'll find an actual job, but right. I hope it is around more of like seasonal work where, cause it is nice where like, I don't like having the long-term like commitment where people telling me they've done a job for 50 years or however long my mind is just, it's blown. I cannot even fathom doing something for like that long. Like my dad, he's the most hardworking man I ever met, and he is where he works. He gets up at four a.m. and doesn't get home till eight p.m. And I just don't know how he does it. He has done the same thing since he got out of high school. He's been working with planes, and he loves it. I just can't imagine doing that. So for me, I think seasonal work for at least right now. But hey, like who knows what will happen like next year or like later this year if let's say like I meet a Channing Tatum, he's single now, so maybe I might just be working with him and, uh, and one who knows what could happen. And could get married. It's a little bit of an age difference, but I mean, that's okay, right? Yeah, that should be fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so what are, what are some places that people have to go to that you've been to? Have you been to Moab? I was in Moab, Moab for a little yeah. bit this, mm-hmm. this winter. Zion's is southern Utah is... Amazing. And when I started, when I first started moving to Utah, everyone always asked me, like, uh, so are you going to be Mormon? Are you Mormon? And I'm like, first I was like, what is Mormon? I've never even heard of that before. And then when <laughs> I moved there, I was like, oh, okay. I found out LDS and Mormon were the same thing. Um, and everyone always asks that question when I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm from Utah. Uh, it is the first question. Like, whatever I get, like, I always ask, where are you from? I say Utah. I get two things back. They're like, Utah? What's in Utah? Or they ask, are you Mormon? And everyone I do, like, little fake giggle, ha, 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 yeah, no, I'm not Mormon. Um, but people that I always ask, I know they haven't been to Utah before because northern Utah and southern Utah is phenomenal. Like, the Wasatch Mountains in 
Northern Utah, like where Park City's at, Snowbird, Alta is the literally the best snow like on earth. And then same with Southern Utah. It has all our red rocks, Moab, Bryce Canyon. I can't even like the fact that like a place like Bryce Canyon is like real it blows my mind. Have you ever been down there before? No. No, I yeah. just went to Moab, Arches, Red Rocks, mm. all those well, places. Moab is just like so pretty as well. It's yeah, just like it's unreal. And at night, like the stars, like when they come out, like you see galaxies, like it is insane. Same with like Lake Powell, like right next door, like a couple hours away. Like, have you ever been to Lake Powell down there? There's in Arizona. No. That's also on a list. Like that needs to be. People are the only people in Utah go to Lake Powell, but I think everyone should be be going there like every summer. Get like a rented lake boat or a houseboat, and then just go for a week or so. But yeah, and then Maui. But everyone knows they like Maui. They love Maui. That's like, of course, a go-to. But there's always like the side that I I live on the west side. That's very like touristy. Um, that's my my jobs are based around. Um, but I loved it. But if you go more inland, you like really do like experience like more of like a local feel, local vibe. Especially on the other side of the island, you feel it more as well. Yeah. So do you have any advice for people that might be thinking about? doing a seasonal job or jumping into the seasonal lifestyle that maybe has cold feet, not sure about it. Mm-hmm. Um, literally the biggest thing is just don't worry about it. Cause like you will figure it out. Like even if it like sounds so scary, like just to go, like you don't need a reason to go people all the time. Like they'll message me through Instagram or text me or like they'll see they'll have, like in person, like where I'm, wherever I'm working, like, how are you doing it? Like, I wish I could do that. Like, but I have school or I have work or like I have this and that um, or like I have a kid or something. And I know this one lady that I met in Utah, she has a kid and she, her and her son just moved to St. Thomas. And I think he's, it's been about like five years now and she has a job there. Good job. Cause she like worked, like worked towards that and the kid loves it. Um, I mean, they go to the beach like every weekend, like it's walking distance or like maybe like a bike right away. Um, yeah, just to do it. And to not, like, don't be like me and make a list out of everything. Just do it. <laughs> just jump into it. Well, so you you have a blog mm-hmm. that you're going to continue posting yes, on frequently. Yes. It's been a couple of weeks, but I need to. Um, I like just writing about, like, anything. Like, talking to people. How that was, I was telling you earlier, just, like, anywhere you do go, if you're, like, on a bus or if you're in line waiting for something, just talk to people. There is this one girl when I was in, living in San Francisco, and we waited outside the bar to get in together. And then we waited together. We I didn't know her. I still I still don't know her name. So, um, and we're waiting together. And then we're waiting at the bar for our drinks together. And then we waited in the bathroom line together, not on purpose. We just happened to be waiting. And she's like, "Isn't it funny how we're just always waiting in life?" And I was like, "I was like, damn! Like I didn't realize we were getting all deep. Like as we're like a Saturday <laughs> night going out." And I was like, damn, but you're right, though. And I, was like, I don't know, it just made me think, like, of drunken Saturday night. And I was like, wow, it sobered so me up real quick. Existentialism on a drunken Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are the best moments. So what is, how can people find your blog? Um, through my Facebook or my Instagram. Um, my Instagram's Gabriella Grossi. Um and then it's right on there, and it's just Blogspot. And I use Google because it's super, it's easy, it's classic, nothing fancy, just kind of like the way I am. I feel like nothing like extravagant. 
Um, and it's also a part of it too, like the first couple posts still now where my grammar is awful in it, like things aren't capitalized um, or like periods aren't what they're supposed to be because it's where like in real life I have a speech impediment. So I just can't talk regularly. I had to do a speech therapy when I was little and still to this day, I just can't really talk correctly. So I just still, I wanted to show that through my writing as well. So yeah, so that's where you can find it, my Instagram or my Facebook as well, Gabriella Grassi. Awesome. Well, it was great talking to you, learning more about you, and well, seeing thanks. you for a little bit while you're up here. Yeah, it was good to see you the other day. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm definitely glad we got to do this. Cool. Well, that's it. We're done. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's the episode. The seasonals are Kelly Mogg, Ryan Deininger, me, Joey Ravinsky. The theme song by Ryan Deininger, Joe Williams, Louis Leva, Chappie, Thomas Hamilton. Follow us on Instagram at the seasonals underscore. Like us on Facebook. Listen to our next episode. That's it. We're out.